Have you ever found yourself working on a new weight loss program and maybe you're counting the calories, maybe you're measuring your macros. Either way, it's 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 been new, but now you're at it for a couple of weeks and maybe the scales moved a little bit, but not nearly the way you expected. And you're starting to get frustrated. And then maybe you had like a weekend or a night out, you didn't totally perfectly stay on plan, and all the work you put into losing that 1.7 pounds feels like it got erased. It's like I did all this work and now I'm back to where I started, if not worse. And you find yourself looking at the scale, wondering, what is the point of all this effort if the numbers aren't moving? Today, we're talking about answering that question. What is the point of taking care of yourself and making the effort for yourself, whether or not you lose weight? What is the point? We've all been there, staring at the scale and feeling like it is the ultimate arbiter of our success and honestly of our worth. But what if I told you that the real magic is not in the digits on the scale? It's not in the numbers. Think about it. When you do something nice for someone you love, it's not about expecting something in return, right? The same goes for your body. It's time to shift the focus from the numbers to the feelings and establish a loving relationship with yourself. So today we're answering that question. The one that that voice inside your head whispers when it says, what is the point of all this effort anyway, if the scale isn't moving? That's the question we're answering today. So are you prepared to pivot your perspective on the whys behind wanting the weight loss and maybe even willing to wonder about creating a relationship with yourself and your body that goes beyond the scale? Ready? Oh yeah, let's get after it. Do you ever feel like you know all the diet rules about eat this, but not that, and so you know what to do, but you just have a hard time actually doing it? I'm here to tell you, you are not the problem. Hi, I'm Lizzie. Welcome to the Confident Body Podcast, where we talk about all the mental and emotional parts of weight loss that diets don't tell you. It's time to step past the shame and the guilt from old diets and stop feeling like you're waiting to lose weight in order to fully participate in life. If you're ready to drop the diet mindset and learn what it takes to truly feel happy and confident in your own skin, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hello there and welcome back. I am so glad you're here today. Thank you so much for giving me your listening time and your ears. I appreciate it. And um, let's get to it. So I remember a time when, I mean, many a time, but this specific time, uh, my husband was deployed and I was like, okay, I am going to lose me some weight while he's gone and he's going to get back and be like, woo, girl, you look amazing. And I'm like, this is going to be great. And so, you know, of course, deployments last at least six months, if, if not, you know, seven to nine. And so this is quite a long time that I have um, to create some effort towards losing weight. And mostly I was exercising, but I also was really adjusting my carbohydrates uh, and was trying to eat less carbs. And I remember really focusing on getting in some veggies. And even this one time I took the kids to visit my in-laws. And as you may identify, when you go to visit family, particularly parents, there's all the things, all the treats. And there's some really good treats at my in-laws house. And, but no, 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 not this visit. The kids could have the treats that they wanted, but I was going to eat my vegetables. And I had like prepared some snacks with the little baggies. And 
you know, my father-in-law is like, so uh, what, what you eating over there? And I was like, this, these are my vegetables. I'm really trying to get down to fill in the blank number for when Steve gets home from deployment. And he just sort of raised an eyebrow and he was like, okay. And, you know, my mother-in-law, bless her, she was just like, oh, that sounds like a good idea and so forth. So I don't know how long this lasted, but I remember, you know, working really hard. Like there was, this was some serious willpower trying to get this, uh, you know, the veggies in and getting the scale to go down. And the scale was not really moving, like maybe a little But at the same time, I began to kind of wonder about the ROI, the return on investment of like, what is this all for anyway? Like, he's going to get home and I'm going to look great. And then, then what? Why? And also, I'm going through all this effort, and it's not even really working. What is the point? I mean, have you ever been there where you're working really hard and you're just like, just white knuckling your way? And you're just like, the scale's not moving. I don't feel a big difference. Why am I bothering? Why am I working so hard? And so let's actually ask, answer that question today. What is the point? Why would you want to do things for your body that are nice, that are helpful, that feel good, whether you lose weight or not? So first of all, let's talk about like why this is an issue, because it's really pervasive that we are fixated on the scale. Like we're taught practically from birth that the scale is uh, the be all end all of like, you know, whether or not you look good, feel good, etc. And it's, it's in our DNA, it's in our culture, we are taught to see progress only by the scale. And if you think about it, like we're taught to get the A in class, we're taught to focus on results, you struggle and suffer and you work really hard for the promise at the end. But what if the promise isn't getting closer? What if the end doesn't get any clearer, almost like chasing the horizon? Why keep going? Well, actually, let's flip that. So we've been taught that the promised land is a number on the scale. But what if we've got it backwards? The only reason that we do anything is to feel a certain way. We want a feeling. You don't want a number on the scale. You want the feeling that you think you will have when the number on the scale says a certain thing. So what is that feeling that you want? You know, a lot of times people will say, I want to feel confident in my own skin. Or someone will say, I want to feel proud of myself. Amazing. What's stopping you? Let's look at it a different way. Let's say, um, you know, when we think about like, I want to lose weight and take care of myself so that I can get this number on the, uh, you know, so that the scale will move. I want to eat my vegetables instead of, uh, you know, cookies so that the scale will get to a certain number by the time my husband gets home from deployment. So it's like, I'll do this so that that, so that I get X, Y, Z in return. Can you imagine like saying, I'm going to love my child so that they'll grow up and take care of me? Or I'm going to love my spouse so that he'll take me to Italy. Or I'm going to love my friend so that she'll throw me a birthday party. (laughs) Well, all those things might be nice. They're not why you love that person. You love that person for the feeling. It is a feeling that you have, that you get when you love that person. And so what's the point of wanting to lose weight? It's not so that the scale will move. What's the point of wanting to eat vegetables? It's not so that the scale will move. It's because of the feeling that we think we want kind of over the rainbow. If we want to feel proud of ourselves, 
do it. You can feel proud of yourself today for the choices you're making. You can feel proud of yourself today for maybe you didn't make the choices you wanted, but you didn't beat yourself up about it. That is a great reason to feel proud of yourself. There's so many different ways you can look and feel progress for yourself. Maybe you um, have been sleeping better, so you have more energy. That's a reason to feel proud of yourself. Now, some people might say, okay, sure, I get that taking care of my body is a good idea because then I'll live longer and I'll be healthier, I'll have more energy. I can play with the grandkids. I don't even have grandkids, but maybe someday that'd be a good idea. And yet there's no promise. There's no guarantee. I mean, unfortunately, there are stories, uh, and perhaps you even know of someone who's done amazing things to take care of themselves, and yet still they get this inexplicable, horrific diagnosis. And it's not fair. It's like their body betrayed them. Why would I bother? Why would I go through all the effort to take care of myself, to take care of this body, when I don't even get a guarantee, when I don't know? Why not just you know, drink the wine, have the bread, the cupcakes, the whatever, like, let's just enjoy this ride while we're here. And the truth is, like any good coach, I cannot answer that for you. Only you can answer that for yourself. What is the point? What is the feeling that you want? Does eating the cupcakes and drinking the wine give you the feeling that you want? Maybe sometimes, maybe in the minute, in the moment, but take a, take a broader view. What is the feeling? What do you want to feel about yourself? And what actually helps you feel that way? In addition, what is it that you want to feel about yourself? Really get clear. Again, I want to feel proud. I want to feel confident in my skin. I want to feel sexy, whatever it is. Feelings are created by our thoughts. They are not created by external circumstances. And so you Get to lean into the feeling that you want anytime you want to, and you can create it by your thoughts. Here's an example. Try and think of somebody of a larger size who you admire or you respect. Um, For example, for me, it's Oprah. I think she kicks ass. Like, she's pretty darn cool. And she has had lots of sizes over the course of her, you know, very public career. And in my mind, her size whether it was larger or smaller, has no impact on how awesome she is and so how awesome she has been. And that's my thought about her. What's really interesting too is my thoughts about her don't impact her feelings about herself. So what are her feelings about herself? She might think, I look amazing. She might think, I look terrible. All of it is in her head. And meanwhile, I'm over here thinking, she's so cool depending, you know, it does not matter at all how much she weighs. And so that is evidence that how you feel depends on your thoughts, on your thinking. So again, what's the point? How do you want to feel when you lose weight? Or how do you think that you will feel once you have lost weight? What is that thing that you think that losing weight will help you achieve? Let's say, when I lose weight, I will feel proud of myself. I did that. Amazing. What's a tiny way that you can feel, I'm proud of myself, I did that today? For example, I made a plan for breakfast and I ate what was on my plan. For example, I drank two glasses of water today. I did that. I'm proud of myself. Maybe it's I showed up only three minutes late instead of 10 minutes late to the carpool pickup line. I did that. 
That's okay. There are a million different ways where you can find the feeling you want today. Let's say you want to feel confident in your own skin. Okay. What have you been practicing? Have you been practicing? Ooh, what are they thinking of me? Uh, are they assuming that I have no, no willpower or no discipline because I'm heavy? When you're thinking about someone else's thoughts, you are messing around in someone else's private area. Basically, it's like someone else's thoughts are their business. It's when you try to, sorry, when you jump to conclusions about what someone else is thinking about you, it's like you're rummaging around in their underwear drawer. Their thoughts are their business. Their thoughts about you are their business. So when you walk around and worry about what other people are thinking, number one, it's completely out of your control. You have no control over what they're thinking. But number two, you are making assumptions about them that may or may not be true. You are kind of delving into their private space, their thoughts, without permission. And it's making you miserable. So when you want to feel confident in your own skin, that happens between your two ears. It does not matter what someone else is thinking. I shared this analogy in my book. And I remember the first day I thought of this, I was, it just blew my mind. And so I was imagining like, what if I went to a coffee shop to a Starbucks, and you know, someone's leaving as I'm walking in, and they happen to hold the door, they see me. So if I stop the movie of my life, and I rewind and or I can like open up the window to my brain, and be like, if I walk into that Starbucks being like, God, I hate this outfit, I look so look at my my rear end is huge in these pants. I feel awful about myself. Ugh. I could walk in thinking that what does that person who's walking out and holds the door, what do they see? Vice versa, if we could take a little window into my brain, and if I'm, you know, sort of scenario B, thinking to myself, damn, I rock, you know, sure, I'm not perfect. But there's a lot of things that I got right today. And these pants, you know, again, not perfect, but I look pretty darn good in them. And I feel good about myself. I'm not perfect. But there are things I can find that are going right with me today. What does that person see? when they're walking out of the Starbucks and they hold the door? The answer is they see the same thing, whether I'm thinking yucky thoughts about myself or amazing thoughts about myself. And so the only difference is my experience. So why not set the deck in your favor? Why not choose to find what's right with you? Why not choose to put on clothes that help you feel confident? Why not choose to look for the things that are amazing about you? Because you are a one of a kind creature. You are irreplaceable. There's only one of you. And when there's only one of something, that means it is rare. That means it is valuable. That means it's a treasure. You are here for a reason. You have gifts and talents and love to bring to this world. And do you want to spend your one and precious life thinking, I hate the way I look in these pants. Is that really how you want to spend your time and your energy? So what is the point of all of this effort to lose weight? What is the feeling that you think you will feel at the end of the rainbow? Get really clear on what that feeling is. And then look for ways that you can find that feeling today. When you find yourself asking, what's the point? It's like there's a little you inside of you, like just begging for you to give her evidence 
of why we matter. So when she offers up that thought like this won't matter or what's the point, she is asking you, please tell me that I do matter. Imagine that thought is coming from your younger self and you get to be the parent who parents her and gives her the encouragement that a child would need. I mean, it is such a valuable question, not just to ask, but to answer for yourself. Why bother? What's the point? That question is asking you, it's begging you to say, I matter. It's worth it because I deserve a relationship with myself that is better than what I started with. I mean, why would I stop trying? Why would I stop you know, working on myself when my relationship with myself keeps getting better? Through trying to lose weight, I am learning to cope with my life better. Why bother? Because you care about yourself enough to try something new. Now, there's a chance that your self-critic may come in and say, well, I mean, I must not care about myself because I'm not making a plan or I'm not following my plan or I, you know, go off the rails every night. But that's not actually true. It's not that planning doesn't matter. It's that you don't want to fight for yourself and say, no, I matter. So every time your brain offers you the thought, like, what's the point? I must not even, it doesn't even matter. Know that you're on the right track because that's the moment to say, "Uh uh-uh, I matter. Would you allow yourself to say this doesn't matter at work or, you know, in your parenting or any area of your life where you already do feel confident? Would you give up on yourself in that way? I suspect the answer is no, because you already have confidence in that area. And with weight loss, you just don't have the confidence yet. It's the same because you do matter and you can lean into, I'm figuring this out. I must care about myself because I'm here. I may not have the confidence yet, but I'm working towards it. And so the reason why this question kind of comes about is because we are working really hard and then it, you know, we feel like we mess up. And so I want you to focus on the day after perfect. John Acuff talks about this in his book, Finish. Focus on the day after perfection falls flat. What do you do the next day? That's the most important day. How do you show up for yourself on the day after perfect goes out the window? So instead of asking yourself, why don't I care about myself enough to follow my plan? Or why don't I care about myself enough to stop eating chocolate at night? Ask, can I care about myself enough to make this doable? to make a small change that I can see myself still living with five years from now? Or try asking, how can I care about myself enough in a way that makes planning for myself a win? Intentionally think about it. Think on purpose. What would it take? How can I care about myself in a way that sets me up for success? You know, another way to look at it is, um, I think about my kids. So I have a son and a daughter. And Um, I do things for them because I love them and I'm not always, not always, I'm really not expecting anything in return. It would be nice sometimes if they would clean their room. It would be nice if the, you know, my son would walk the dogs occasionally, but that's not why I love them. That's not why I do things for them. Naturally, of course, it would be nice to feel appreciated, but I don't do things so that they will say thank you. I do things because I love them. Think about you. Do you have a child? Here, even better, a pet. <laughs> I, our cats, 
for, you know, dogs are a little different. They sometimes give us a lot of love and joy. But cats, for the most part, like, they're like, what? Haven't you fed me yet? You know, you're welcome for scooping my litter. Like, cats don't necessarily give us a ton in return. But we take care of them. We love them because we do. Why couldn't we have the same kind of relationship with our body? What if I could take care of and love my body? Because I do. Because it does things for me already. Like, for example, if I get a cut, my body knows how to heal itself. If I want to go outside and see the sunset, my body gives me that experience because it can see. I can hear my kids laughing because of my body. I can feel the amazing feeling of like snuggling up in a great blanket because of my body. I remember several years ago when I was really kind of going through my own uh, body image and body appreciation journey of just, you know, I got to a place where I was like, all of this effort to get the scale to say a certain number is not making me feel any better. And so there's got to be something more to it. I want to feel good about my body. And so I shifted my perspective from instead of focusing on what the scale said, I focused on how do I want to feel? And let me tune into my body and, and what I like about it. And I began to think of like, wow, you know, this body does a lot of pretty cool things. Again, like it managed to figure out how to make two babies, uh, like with, you know, some effort, but not much input on my, my part. Um, when I breathe and, you know, exhale carbon dioxide and inhale oxygen, somehow it knows how to do that exchange between my heart and my lungs. I'm like, wow, it's almost like my body is intelligent. And if you think about it, your body is very intelligent. It has reflexes. It can sense temperature differences. Um, you know, the hairs on the back of your neck might uh, stand up. And so I almost begin to think of it as like, my body is sort of this intelligent spaceship that I get to ride around in, in this experience of this life. And what if me and my body are like partners in this life? Because we're going to be together for a long time. And so I began to really look almost as my body is like, instead of just part of me, almost as like a partnership with me, that that we could work together to really take care of each other and enjoy this life. And so I would almost challenge you of like, what if you looked at your body almost like this um, life partner, and that, you know, sort of like your children or your pets, that you do things and, and love the this creature that you get to inhabit, because you do. You know, it's sort of like, if you ask yourself, what's the point of taking care of my child if she doesn't appreciate it? It's because I love her. Exactly. So what's the point of doing all these things for your body, even if you don't lose weight? Because I love her. Exactly. You know, a child is this tiny person that is given to you to care for. They're on loan to you. In a similar way, your body is a vessel that is on loan to you to care for and love and be in a relationship with during this lifetime. Honestly, it is your first and last physical relationship on this earth. So it's an interesting question. What's the point of loving another person? It's kind of hard to put into words, right? What's the point of loving yourself? What's the point of loving your body? Love is the point. Love is the reason. So what's the point of taking care of yourself, whether or not you lose weight? Love. Love is the point. Love is the reason we're all here. That's what we're looking for. But you can't find it in the scale. 
You can only find it within yourself. Okay, so you ready for our one tiny confident body action step to put into practice this week? Here we go. Next time you step on the scale, and it doesn't say some magic number, ask yourself, what's the point of this whole process anyway? And maybe you need to ask yourself more than once because the first question might be a little snarky, like what is the point of all this work? And then like take a breath and be like, okay, what actually is the point? And come at that question with openness and curiosity. What's the feeling you're looking for? The scale cannot give you a feeling. The way you think about yourself can give you a feeling. The way you love yourself can give you what you're looking for. So that is what I've got for you today. If there's anything in this episode that's helped you, I would love it if you would write a review on iTunes. It might just help someone else decide to take a listen and maybe her feel a little bit less alone. And it might even help her shine her light a little brighter. And when one of us shines, the whole world gets brighter. Before we go, my favorite part of every episode. Remember, love yourself because that's the point. All right, that's what I've got for you today. I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening today. Seriously, I know it's not a small thing and I genuinely appreciate it and I hope it helped you. Make sure you head on over to confidentbody.coach slash tips and sign up for my seven top tips for little shifts that create big results so that you can start feeling confident in your body right now. I will see you next week. And until then, remember, you are a miracle.